Welcome to another episode of the Still Legit podcast, the podcast where we have a look at all the pop culture of our youth and ask, is it still legit or is this yet another dream that I have to puncture the balloon of with the sharp pin of investigation? Today, joining me is a fantastic guest. Ah, she's a dream. Not only has she appeared on such shows as stand-up sketch show. She's been on Hypothetical, don't worry about it. She Last week, she was on the BBC doing stand-up for live comedy. She was nominated for Best Newcomer. Not only that, she's also from Fleet in North East Hampshire. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Helen Bauer. Woo-woo! Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for mentioning Fleet. I, honestly, that means a lot to me. Shout out to Fleet. Uh, I'm hoping that the the stats are going to jump for listeners in Fleet because they have their own strand of statistics. Yeah, of course they do. And they're not going to. And I will forever be devastated that no one gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) My dream is that everyone in Fleet will be like, oh my God, she made it. But they're all just sort of like, oh, fucking hell. Like, she doesn't even live here. Like, why does she talk about it so much? It's devastating. It is devastating for me. Is it like a Jenny from the Block situation? I'm in love with my hometown. Yeah, but the block could not care less. And I'm like, I'm still from here. And they're like, we don't, oh. like, no one, you weren't even popular at school. You know? It's hard. <laughs> it's fine. I'm literally... I'm, I think I'm not alone in saying you're breaking my heart. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm 29 now and I know I should be over it. Um, but I'm looking for acceptance. Much like Mary was in the film. Oh my God, what segue? Oh shit. And I'm like, I'm, I can't find it. Uh, guys. She wasn't looking for acceptance. I don't know what that was, but I was trying to do like a little thing for you. It's, it was worth it. It was, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I can see what you're doing. Helen you. is obviously pitching for Emily's role yes. in this podcast. And she's doing pretty well so far, I gotta say. I won't have a baby. I won't do that to you. <sighs> Put me in. I mean, you say me you shot. say that, but I can't trust. And then, yeah, next thing I know, I'm pinning condoms like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. There was a there was a teacher at my school who said on a school trip said that he had done that to some condoms that he'd found in one of the kids. Are yeah. you serious? I mean, did he? Probably not. Is it so fucked up that he was like? Oh yeah, Bianca, don't worry, I found those condoms. I don't know if it was Bianca, I just said a name, so it was Bianca. Oh, <laughs> I found those condoms, but uh, don't worry, I, I put a pin in them in all of them. <gasps> Holy sh... Uh, what, to a student? On the coach. To a student? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I thought you meant originally that he was like telling an anecdote from his personal life. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, no. I wish I was, mate. The thing no, is, I know about I your school because you came on a podcast I do and talked about yeah. your childhood. So, like, <laughs> this makes sense to me, but it's still devastating to hear. Fuck! Crazy times. Have you ever pinned a condom? It. Like, I always thought of that when I first heard about it. I must have been a teenager. I was thinking, like, that is the most psychotic thing of all time. Yeah. To, like... It's intense. Take control. Like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's the ultimate fear, isn't it? To And not the ultimate fear. But a fear is to be pregnant by a man who has no interest in you or the child. Well, yeah. And I like, mean, it's, do you know what I mean? Like, that's not a situation I want to find myself in. It goes against the entire raison d'etre of the condom, you know? So it is, it's like... Totally. And like, you know me, I'm a fucking psychopath. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do fucking any, I'll, I'll break your banjo yeah. string whilst making oh, eye guys, contact. guys, I should have mentioned that. But for me. Banjo string gone. Helen Bauer. Psychopath. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a full psychopath. Okay, great. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows, I'm like, I haven't blinked since Diana died. Like, I'm fucking, I'm focused. <laughs> and I genuinely believe that is one thing I would never do is pin a condom. It's, so. Yeah. That's a shout out to everyone who has pin condoms. So I am better than you. And thank you very much. But I'm not saying never. Don't, never say never. You know, <laughs> you never know what the next year will hold. I yeah. love it. I love that if anyone who's listened to this podcast then then starts dating Helen, they're just going to be like, I just can't tell what side of the coin she's actually on. Is she pinning yeah. it though? Was that all an elaborate ruse <laughs> to get away with the old pinning job? And I'll be so fucking subtle about it. You won't even be able to tell, sweetheart. <laughs> 
Speaking of seminal (laughs) fluid, let's talk about the film we're here to review today. Who's segueing now, baby girl? We got a segue. The host, the host, as she should be. Yeah, no. (laughs) What film are we doing, Helen? What film did you choose? We're doing the ultimate film which needs to be discussed and pulled apart for how horrific but how funny it is at moments is there's something about mary yes oh my god it's been on the list since day one it's dodge right well to be discussed i mean why did no one want to do it and that's the end of the podcast this is the thing as soon as like you say that no one wants to discuss it i'm like why do people not want oh, to discuss no, no. it? Like, why Why am I happy? What am I missing? <laughs> it's something that was in my head from from the beginning, being like, that's that's got to be, it's got to be one of the ones. It's got to be discussed. discussed. Yeah. Is it still legit? <laughs> Don't answer that yet. Mm-hmm. Before we go into it, excuse me. You know, I made some focaccia. Made some focaccia bread. Did you just burp? Uh, yeah, I just burped. Oh, bloody Yeah, hell. and I just wolfed some down and now I'm like... I'm sorry, but that's not fair on your audience to have to listen to a woman digesting. That's fucking I mean, disgusting. I'm... A man, it'd be quite sexy yeah. and raw, but with you, it's just... <laughs> Apologise, please, to your listeners. I'm so Apologize. sorry, Apologise so, to them. So sorry. Yeah, it's an, it's an outrage, clearly. For being a disgusting, dirty yeah. troll. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I put that as a disclaimer at the end of each podcast. Okay, so. good to know. What, what is your relationship with something about Mary? Do you have... Do you remember... <laughs> Do you remember watching it when you were younger? <laughs> yeah. No, I. it was one of those films that me and, like, school friends would, like, watch a sleepovers. Someone clearly watched it, told us all about it, so then we watched it. You know the way that those films, like, get around, like, bring it on? Like, mm-hmm. one person sees it because their big brother or big sister watches it, and then it gets around. And we all watched it. We would quote it. And then because I was like such a fan of certain comedy films, I would like constantly rent them. So there's used to be a really good movie rental place called The Vern. And it was three videos for three nights for three pounds. What a fucking deal. Do you know what I mean? And because I was raised in such a liberal household, we weren't allowed to go to Blockbuster because support local businesses. (laughs) So we would always go to The Vern. And that would be one that I would get out. I'd say... About three times a year. I loved it. Amazing. So it's like a real part of your childhood, of your your teenhood. Yeah, great. It made me who I am today. Oh, wow. I loved it, but I also thought Cameron Diaz was the coolest person ever. I mean... Like, didn't I wanted to be her so badly. I don't think you're wrong in many ways. She's so gorgeous, funny. Yeah, she's just she's great. So great in this film. And that film, like, was one of the Cameron Diaz's... she's the best and this film was I mean was it the same for you did you watch it loads growing up or is it one that you just saw once or twice I feel like it definitely got a few viewings I am famously bad at remembering when and how I've seen films but the the build me up buttercup song that is like the outro so for anyone who hasn't seen it there's like an outro of all the cast in in the various settings singing build me up buttercup and we used to sing mm-hmm. that a lot as an obnoxious bunch of teenagers, <laughs> like Great. in Camden, just causing some sort of, I mean, what even is, is that a ruckus or is that just good wholesome fun? Like, And all the time in your head, you're like, and I'm going to be in a movie one day just like this. <laughs> yeah. And it's all practice. <laughs> oh, it's just. Uh... I'm going to drama school, people. Yeah, Watch I'm going to be somebody. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely feels like iconic. And it's the sort of film that any time mm-hmm. it was on TV, if I flicked over, I'd be like, yep, yeah, I'll watch that, even if it's halfway through. That's the other thing. Like, we're 100%. It's just because it's got so many good, funny moments. Oh, it's just, it's pure joy and pure wrongness at the same yeah. time. So let's do a quick rundown and then we can get stuck in. So what... Do you want to do a little synopsis of what the film storyline is? I will try, but I will say this. For a rom-com, it is fucking convoluted as shit. There's so much <laughs> to pull apart. Don't worry if you miss some stuff. Like, okay, I'm going to do my best. Okay. Mary, 
young girl. She's from Minnesota or something. Her parents and her family, they moved down to Rhode Island. And she meets a guy called Ted. And she's already going out with another guy called Woogie. She's 18. She's at high school. Her and Woogie break up. She invites Ted to go to the prom. He arrives to her house. He gets his dick and balls stuck in the zipper. Flash forward! Excellent. <laughs> 15 so years later... Ted still not found love and he was worrying. How good am I at this? Am I taking so it too good. seriously? No, you're doing so well. I'm really impressed. I'm learning a lot. For the listener, Anna's face is like, what the fuck? This is way too invested. I'm gripped. Okay, I'm gripped. We flash forward 15 years later and it's so good (laughs) Mary is living in Miami she's living the high life having a great time and Ted is still at home and he is wondering whether Mary was the big love of his life and he wants to find out so he starts speaking to his friend Dom was Kanowski and he's like I want to know whether she was the one or not and he's like super simple you hire a private detective because men are trash (laughs) so he hires a private detective called Pat Healy who goes to go spy on Mary and he in turn falls in love with Mary he falls in love with Mary he tells Ted that Mary is like really really big she's got loads of kids she's in a wheelchair I think he gives her loads of lies so much to discuss there Oh, all the stuff that you couldn't possibly want in a woman. Yeah. She's gained weight. Stay away. <laughs> She's got children. <laughs> Stop it. You're ruining my beautiful synopsis. So and then um, Pat stays in Miami, falls in love with Mary, but he is spying on her. So he knows what her ideal man is, which is like an architect who um, works with people with special needs because a big part of Mary's life is her little brother, Warren, who has special educational needs that she has a very close relationship with. And he starts posing as someone who works with special needs and is an architect on the side and falls in love with Mary. At the same time, Mary also has another fan called Norm, who is a actual pizza boy, but instead poses as an English architect called Tucker, who has some sort of spina bifida or something. He's on crutches. And basically, he's in love with Mary as well. Ted decides that he loves Mary more than all of the lies he's been told by Pat Healy, even though they're absolutely fine. And he decides to go into Miami to meet her. He meets her. He's in love with her. He starts dating her. She's being spied on. All of this is going on at the same time as living with her roommate Magda, who keeps on getting given speed. And her dog is being poisoned because that's a test as to who loves him enough. And then who should show up but Don Wozkanowski, Woogie, who is the boyfriend who stalked Mary and made her change her name, which made her hard to find in the first place. And he's also in love with Mary and he just wants her shoes. Foot yeah. fetish. And at the end, you know, yeah, all in the fine. the end, she chooses Ted. That was good, right? That was really good. Normally, if someone was going into that much detail, I'd be like, okay, no, but I really trusted you to just bring it home. And you, you bore out that trust. So well done, bravo. But this is the thing. It's not easy. There are so many other films where it's like boy meets girl, fall in love, tricky period, all good in the end. Yeah. Like this is, this is why it is a script writing gem. Yeah. Because at the end, you end up. <laughs> Apart from the up, line. <laughs> yeah. At the end, you end up with Dom, Ted, Brad, Tucker, and Norm. Pat. Yeah, Norman Pat. Yeah. So five men. Oh my God, Brad. How could I forget about Brad? So he's yes. like this sort of, yeah, this this previous great boyfriend she would have married if she hadn't found out that he was a dickhead about, about her brother. Spoiler, it was actually a lie perpetrated by one of her other, her wannabe lovers. Classic lies. Norm, yeah. But yeah, so like by in the end, they've managed to get five men into this room that all have a connection to Mary and it doesn't, we met them all. We know who they are. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, that was excellent. Yeah. I was blown away. Let's check in. You're right. Helen Babauer. <laughs> How are you? I mean, <laughs> before we got started, you were telling me some grown up shit about your new purchases. You're right. I was telling you some grown up shit. I cannot believe this has happened, but at the age of 29, I've just bought my first bed and mattress and I cannot it's honestly if anyone ever finds themselves in a position to be able to buy a bed go for it 
throw yourself into it because like I the one time I had a bit of spare cash before in my life I spaffed it going to Disneyland Paris with two mates <laughs> and this time because of the lockdown I can't spaff it on a trip to Disney and I feel like it's such a good thing that I can't spaff it on a trip because like part of me like I would have used that money to go to Florida and meet Minnie and Mickey Mouse <sighs> so this is like a step in the direction of me growing up and getting, I mean, a Simba mattress. Anna, this what? is a hybrid. Like, I don't think I quite fully explained no, this to not. you. No, you did not. Like, it is, like, I am, my weight is distributed. Is it one of those ones when you open the box? Goes, yes. Ooh. Yes, it is. And I took it out of the box and I was like, I'm going to sit here for four hours and watch this. I didn't. I went downstairs, had a wank on the sofa. But. Mattress wasn't ready yet. I was excited enough that I was going to. Mattress wasn't ready yet. It wasn't ready yet. It wasn't inflated enough. I'm not going to fucking wank on an uninflated mattress. No, thank you. I mean, sure, I've done it in an airport bathroom before, but no, thank you. I've grown no. up. My first wank on that mattress, it had to be perfect. And I can tell you now, it was oh, insane. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, that's what we want to hear. Oh, oh, that's, yeah, right? But I'm good. I'm good in general. I mean, it's been an absolute shocker of a time for just everyone in the entire world. But I've been very fortunate this lockdown to have not lost anyone very close to me. So I'm feeling very lucky. And I've got a lovely collection of puzzles. I've got a Disney dance mat for a PS1. Like, I have... You dance in Disney? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. For just in case the listener's not familiar, um, I'm a six-foot-one overweight adult Disney fan, and I'm single. Uh, so shout-out to the lads. <laughs> I love all of that. I'm that big lass you see that you're like, she'll be on a mobility scooter going around Florida when she's 50. And I'll be like, yeah, no, 100%. That is my vibe. Like, it's really? so tragic but is that tragic? i know my future and i've that sounds great it. it's fine i love disney oh it is the if you could smell what i will smell like oh as the adult disney fan, okay like, you so would be like wow there's a sort of scratch and sniff yeah like sweaty element that we not we didn't quite embody oh my that. god yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay okay disney princesses having to be polite to me because i'm a guest but at the same time being like holy fuck here she comes again that mad old english oh, woman you'd have an annual pass sure <laughs> don't and also, do you know what's sad? Is I'm such a Disney fan, but I've never been... I've only ever been to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> never been to any of the other parks. Because... You need you need to get there and eat a giant turkey leg. I just... I just, it, I didn't grow up in that sort of, like, family where we would do that. I've never been. I've never been. No, but you know about the turkey legs. Yeah, I know about the turkey legs. I watch all the vlogs. Oh! <laughs> Can't believe you've not been, mate. Such a di- you've got a Disney dance mat. I know, I know. It's it's insane how much I know about the parks, but haven't been to. Oh, like I watch oh. Disney vloggers all the time. People going around the parks. Oh. Like I know how the fast pass system works. I know what all the different hotels are called, but I haven't been. It's so sad. I just love it. I just love that sort of level of joy. Are you are you doing like a delayed <laughs> so gratification bad. thing now? Is it like are you like okay, twenty twenty one is going to be my year. I'm going to go. Or are you just going to spend the next 10 years being like, <laughs> wanking on your sofa, being like, Disneyland? Mm. <laughs> the thing is, it's so expensive. And it's so, like, I think being the generation that we are, not a lot of people my age want to spend their hard-earned money going to mm. Disneyland, which I totally respect. But I have a couple of friends called Alice and Francis, and they're like my best mates. They're so great. And when I first came into some money and that was, I did an advert, um, I used to work in a cafe with them. So I took them on a trip to Paris to go to Disneyland and we had the best time. So now we're hoping that they're both going to find a way to get super rich and pay for trips to Florida and Tokyo, in which case I've saved money. You know what? Good. Frances is doing really well. So we're hoping that she's going to come into like a million pounds. Meanwhile, to the listeners of this podcast... If there are any um, tall Disney fan sugar daddies in the market for a woman with an amazing mattress, <gasps> that's what we're that's what we're just putting that out into the universe. <laughs> Does he have to be tall? I just find that yeah, I'm, tall girls I'm tend, single... tend to want tall guys. This thing, I'm 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 six one. I'm not first, but if you're first, I'm first. 
I hear you. Do you know what you. I mean? 100% like, I will be annoyed you. if you're annoyed. 100%. So, like, don't be like, I'm cool with tall girls if you're not. And also... Like, either be completely on board with it or not. Yeah. I can't be dealing with you realising later on, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also something about that, isn't there, when, when someone's like... Um, you've you've got really small boobs, but I'm okay with that. And you're like, well, thank you. Thank you? How magnanimous of you. Get out of here. Get away from my titties. You know? I don't I don't want I don't want to have to feel grateful for existing in my current form. Even that didn't put me off of you. Oh my god. Just also for any listeners, um Anna's got super gross flat tits. I don't have super gross flat tits, I've got massive yeah. breasts. And I want yeah. everyone to know that just to make it super clear. So just in case anyone's being like, oh my God, maybe they've both got small tits. Like that's 100% Anna. That's nothing God, to do I'm with God, I'm so me. sorry. I almost put that shit on. I can't believe I almost laid that at your door. Don't be sorry. No. Don't be sorry. Just, just be gr- better. Like, you know. But thank you for asking. I'm doing great. And I feel like I'm one step closer to Disneyland. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, a lot of things I've been putting out into the universe recently have been coming to bear fruit. You know what I mean? So I'm just oh saying God. we put that we put that shout out into the world. Come on, Francis. Come on, Disney, Sugar Daddy. Come on. And come on, Francis, yeah, sure. But say I don't want to go I wanna go with two friends who are super into it. Okay, I'm leave leave Disney behind, but we would No, but he Disney can pay for it. Time. But he can pay for it. <laughs> That's how rich this guy that oh, I'm manifesting. Oh great, for you oh great. Is. Yeah, no, fine. Yeah. Feminism. I get it. I get He's gonna it. He's gonna send you gals. The gals. (laughs) Send that bitch to Disneyland. Bitches love Disneyland. (laughs) God, I'm sure you'd make a fucking great, I'm sure you'd make a great dominatrix. And then you'd get a guy to do like, you know, the sort of money BDSM where you're just like. I've been told this before. You're just like, bitch, pay for me and my friends to go to Disneyland. What do you get out of it? Nothing, you filthy, <laughs> filthy boy. I used to live with a pro-dom really? and I always get told that I should be a dom. Like, it's insane. Like, it's been, I've been around a lot of doms in my life. You've got BDE. So I'm like, dom maybe energy. I have that spirit. Think about it. Think about it. I think the first thing to discuss is the stalking. The stalking. Is the guys stalking, learning and literally changing their entire personalities to try and get her to like them yeah i number one i get that it's not okay but more importantly than that i respect the effort the men are putting into it (laughs) i'm not okay with it but i respect it yeah does that make sense yes no it, it does make sense it does make sense i do think as we were talking about Cameron Diaz being an absolute stunner because she is so so peak angel she's an actual angel like yeah there is something about mary she's stunning yeah she, oh yeah yes she's just in i'm like oh you're just gonna wear those those trousers and that t-shirt are you and look like an absolute fucking goddess so she i think she's treading quite a good line you know it's so easy for her to go into sort of manic pixie dream girl this kind of character yeah you know and there is there is a few of those things where she's like, I just want a guy who can take me and more into the ball game and still get back to drink some beer and eat some corn dogs. And you're like, oh, wah, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Her dream guy, she described as someone who can play 18 holes of golf. Yeah, 18 holes of golf. Take her and her brother to a ball game and then come home and drink beer and like lounge about. And it's like, and yeah. she's looking for a guy who's super, super average and she still doesn't like any of the five guys that are going after her. So number one, I don't think these guys have a chance no matter how much work they put in because I don't think she genuinely knows what she wants. Yeah, and also, like you say, a guy who re- who wants to play golf, go to a ball game and then eat hot dogs and drink beer. I mean, what the fuck? That That is some... I don't know. Um... It's it's so it's so low key. I feel like it would be it, easy it, to find that. Yeah, it's this is the thing. She's asking for something which is constantly around. Uh cuz cuz throughout it you're like okay, it's Farrelly brothers, right? They've not really written for that many female roles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as writers no. and directors. They don't <laughs> normally so, but I I buy her for the most part throughout the film. You know, there's a lot of nice stuff. 
But that bit, I was like, yeah. that's some guys trying to make a girl appeal to guys. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fucking write that, mm-hmm. those lines yeah. for Cameron Diaz to say. Me, Anna. No, of course no. I wouldn't. Why would I? Mm-mm. And then she also says in that same bit, you know, someone like an architect who's just can like go and travel at the drop of a hat, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what fucking architect do you know that is like living the footloose and fancy free lifestyle? <laughs> it's seven years of training. I think her image is... <laughs> <laughs> She has a very specific thing in mind. But I think what we must remember whilst we're discussing this is she has had an awful experience with Woogie. She has been stalked. She has had her shoes stolen. So I think she is looking for something very specific because of the fear of ending up with a dom again, which I totally understand. That's true. And and also following that was the perceived experience with Brad, which was... That he yeah. seemed like such a good guy, but behind her back, he had, he, you know, he was not a good guy and was saying bad things about her brother. Completely. That wasn't true. But yes, as someone who's also been through similar mm-hmm. situations, you then, you then are like, I just want a person who can just be a person. <laughs> That's all I want. Yes. So I think her bar is low because of that, but I think it's specific to try and avoid any recreation of circumstances she's been in before. Hence why she's protecting her heart, being like, I want an architect who plays golf, who travels at the drop of a hat and wants to go to Nepal. Like, it's Mm. almost like, do you remember Practical Magic where they make the wish for the man that they really want? And he's just like, one blue eye and one green eye, because I've just made up a guy who doesn't exist, so I can never fall in love, so he'll never die. Yeah, yeah. You know? It feels like she's putting that out into the universe. As a side note, though, you could have been like, one one black eye, one eye made of porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm really tickling myself there, but like... If you really don't ever want to meet him, make it a bit more No, but tricky. I think I think Mary is still hopeful enough that there is love out there for her. I think she's making it tricky, but I don't think she's being an absolute freak and asking for a porridge by <laughs> weird architect. Like, oh, I'll have I'll have one one eye one eye eyeish, one eye oatmealy, cinnamon raisin. Like, you know <laughs> Oh god. Well, Wowzers! That'll bring up the facade. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but she's also having to think on behalf of her brother as well, because at this point, like, I'm pretty sure Mary is like the sole guardian of her brother, who has significant special. That's needs. a good point. And let's talk briefly as a as way of a segue into talking about the brother and uh, disability mm-hmm. in the film. There's something about. Mary, there's something about her in terms of the the way she treats Warren throughout the film, like when she's a teenager and when she's older, is very yeah. It's very sort of quote unquote exemplary, you know. Oh, oh, she, it's more than yeah. exemplary. She is the Mother Teresa yes, of sisters. Exactly. She's she's incredible. so incredible. She's so accepting. She's so she's so normalizing. Of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that is something, you know, and that really comes to bear with Pat particularly. But I think it is, it's such a big part. Like, I think this is part of the reason I wanted to pick this film is that my little sister's got very severe learning difficulties, that like she's got very low mental age. And it's something that isn't really done in film mm-hmm. that much because it's such a frightening topic for people. And when people do do it, they always get attacked for doing it. Um, and the, people's intentions aren't bad, but like, it's always, at least it's represented. Do you know what I mean? Let's put it like that. Like, it's not greatly done. It's not done with much sensitivity whatsoever, but at least there is some representation of learning difficulties, which doesn't often yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's just, because otherwise we could discuss this for like days, let's just put that part to bed for the sake of this episode. They definitely caricature, like, of, um, Warren, but because there is a tendency, for people with a sibling with a disability to be like, oh my God, and like, did you take care of them? Like, Mary actually does. Yeah. Like, I 
tell my sister to go fuck herself three times a day. Three times a day. Like I like clockwork. Oh, minimum, uh-huh. minimum. She rung me yesterday and she's basically got a hamster and I have to spend about an hour on the phone daily with this fucking hamster called Pancake. And I'm done. Wow, I'm done. Pancake. I couldn't give a shit about this hamster. I've got to buy hamster a fucking stocking for Christmas. I'm not doing it. I re- fucking refuse to do it. But she's calling me up daily to check that I've got the stocking for fucking Pancake. Helen. And Mary would have done that for Warren. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, she would have. And she would have got that fucking stocking signed by some kind of baseball <laughs> player. How dare you not get a stocking I for know. Pancake? It's like, it's going to be such a smaller proportionally stocking to anything else. You're a terrible person. Oh, no, no, no. Not the way that she wants it. Not the way that she wants it. She wants a oh, lot shit. of things. Oh, shit. Do you know what would be wicked? If you had like a, you had a <laughs> massive stocking and inside was just like a little maze for Pancake and it was... Oh, come on. Pancake's already got a fucking maze. Are you kidding me? Pancake has a maze. Pancake just walks over the top of the maze. It's an absolute Sounds like joke. he knows what he's doing, to be but fair. I feel- but, okay, yes. I, I, I'm- <laughs> but definitely with guys I've dated in the past, like, you go through those normal questions of like, oh, do you have any siblings? And I've got a brother and I've got a sister. And I'm like, oh, what do they do? And I'll be like, oh, my sister, like, she doesn't really work. She's got, she's got, um, she's autistic. She's got like a million mental age. She's a couple of like learning difficulties, like different things. And like, sometimes they're like, oh my God. And they're like, oh, I'd love to meet her. And it's like, what the, why do you want to meet her? She's the worst. 100% agree. And yeah. I feel like the guys use being friends with Warren as like a leverage to get into a pan. So just, yeah, just but briefly on that. To make that super clear to everyone out there, like you being a fan of my special needs sister doesn't make me sexually more attractive and also you you (laughs) having happened to have been born into a family whereby she becomes your sister does not make you a fucking brave and amazing saint you know you're just like well yes my sister just like if your dad's a dickhead, you're like, well, that's my dad. So there you go. No one's like, so brave. <laughs> but also because they always, um, in comedies, they always do like fun special needs where they show the sweet side and fun side of it. I woke up last of Christmas course. with my sister's hands around my neck, seeing if she could cut off my oxygen for a second. Like, so sweet stuff she's like a fucking that psycho. Show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sort of romantic stuff like that. No, because. And I think. I totally agree with you. And um, when it comes to Mary, it's like, I wonder how much of that is very formative because she is just like, no questions asked. She's there for Warren. Correct. And so... Which is lovely yeah, and gorgeous. Yeah, but I'm just wondering how much of that is like, been very formative in her character because actually her being like, I really fancy Ted. You know, when she's like, oh, I've, I'm I'm meeting up with this guy that I dated in, in college and in, in um, high school. His name's Ted. Yeah. Who's so cute and dorky and he had these braces. You know, I love a guy with a mouthful of metal, which I agree. I think, I think particularly girls are really hot <laughs> with braces. But anyway. Yeah, no, I get it. But I'm like... Interesting that a fucking goddess like Mary would be going for <laughs> someone who really is massively punching. That I mean, that's the whole thing at the step, the setup at the beginning is they're like, there's no fucking way you're going out with that yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. queen. There's no way. Yeah. hundred bucks. It's not possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wonder how much of her sort of serving. And then she becomes a surgeon. And she She's always doing stuff for people. Yeah. She's buying the guy at the dock a hamburger. She's helping out Magda. Yeah. It's kind of baked in the crust of her personality now. Yeah. I am here to serve. She takes care of, this is the thing. She's such an angel and she's so brilliant. And... I think it just goes to show how fucked over she was by this a relationship that ended up in stalking and having to get the police involved, changing her identity, that she is this guarded. Because mm-hmm. usually people who are that serving and that loving and have, what's that, what's that religious thing? Having a servant's heart is like the best thing you can have. Have you heard this? Yeah, I think you know, I think I know what you mean. I'm a lapsed Catholic. This is, this is resonating with me. <laughs> Here we go. So it's like to have a servant's heart is like a massive wish for a lot of the Christian community. Mm -hmm. And like she has a servant's heart. Like the what can I do for you? But what was I going to say? I want to bring this back to Warren because I want to talk about the language used. (laughs) Yes, which definitely... Warren, 
is um so a constant factor in the movie weirdly her special needs brother is really closely linked linked to her sex life which is really creepy but at the same time they keep on um they use the word retard like a couple of times and it's like this is an old school film it's like what late 90s early noughties 98 and so they already and they correct it they go oh i don't think that's very politically correct (laughs) he does this one joke about a guy who he helps because he pretends to work with special needs kids. And it is fucking horrendous. But also, at the same time, it's like, at least they did it and, like, made fun of him pretending to help special needs people. Do you know what I mean? That's the tricky, that's the (laughs) difficult thing, isn't it? I'd rather the topic be gone for, though. Yeah, because they're basically setting him up as someone who who is like the guys that you're talking about having dated who've said like, wow, I'd love to meet her because they're like, wow, I'm, I'm, am- I'm amazing yeah. for deigning to meet your sister kind of thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I know. Yeah. Isn't, like, isn't I'm that big so of me? Brave. Yeah. yeah. So it's that thing of oh like someone trying to pivot that for their advantage and going way the other way. And it's yeah. important to remember that like, People use that fucking word. People say retard. People say it. And he's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you kidding? My dad still calls her the retarded one. Like, it's horrendous. That's in my own family. But that is her name, no? (laughs) No, not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian name. (laughs) No, that's... Obviously. (laughs) Dad. That's terrible. But... but it's a word that was, like, very heavily in language. And now isn't. Um, and, and, and but they they're making a, way, a joke at the expense of people who still use it. Yes, and that's always tricky territory. And in a way, is. there is no um, the problem I have is not that he says that, um, as much as the fact that she says, "Isn't that a bit politically incorrect?" And then he tells a story about, "Yeah, there's this one guy, and he we put him on a on a leash." And he can bury bits in the dirt and he can run free. Yeah. And then she's like, huh, okay. And then he opens the car door and some blueprints fall out. And suddenly she's like, wet for him. I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't believe that if that were you, I mean, speaking, if, if we take you speaking as someone who actually has a partner, a, sorry, a partner, um, oh my a, God. A family I did, member I did have a partner. I did. He's in that oh situation. <laughs> oh god I'm so sorry no what am i saying oh my god it's fine it's cool but like if someone said oh yeah i work with retards and they dig in the dirt would you oh be like god. i mean if they genuinely did obviously like i think we'd have something to talk about but i if as if they said it the way that he says it as in being like a, a pause for a clap That's what i mean like it's fucking it's so painful it's so painful it's insane it's insane and that's one and it's always it's always the way right um whenever guys write girls they always Mm -hmm. for example the in-betweeners why are the girls in the in-betweeners always being like they'll just sort of bumble over and be like hey i'm going to a party uh yeah and then because that's how women are stop trying to fight it i don't know I've got to go meet that other guy who's kind of your rival in the show. Bye. Boop, 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 boop. You're like, who Who are these people that just like, everything's just going over their heads. And they're like, oh, you just, you just said you wanted to lick me out, but I must have misheard. Boop, 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 boop. That's what's happening there in that moment. It is, but I love how he's like, oh, this one kid, Mungo, I put him on a, I put him on a leash and we keep him in a cage. Anyway, I'm an architect. And she's like, you're a what? Have you been to Nepal? Like, is definitely written by a man. (laughs) But I still love it, Anna. What's wrong with me? Why am I still okay with this film that uses this archaic language and is horrific in its usage of stuff? And I'm like, I still love it. I think, I actually think, I did a, I did a bunch of reading on it because I was like, I don't oh know how to, f- I feel a way about it. I don't know how I feel. And actually what's interesting, it seems to me, and obviously I'd be really interested to hear from the, from the listeners, but mm-hmm. the disabled community is very like, they've given Peter Farrelly awards. Mm-hmm. 
So the main thing that I can take that I can seem to glean from these articles and stuff is that one, Peter Farrelly and Bobby Farrelly, like their best friend when they were teenagers, I think one, I think it was Peter Farrelly. They were out uh, swimming, out swimming in the wild. One of the friend took a dive and ended up, I think, paralyzed from the neck down. Oh wow! So they've always had in their friendship mm-hmm. circle someone quote unquote not normal not mm-hmm. you know but they are their friends so it's like they've had a disabled friend for all these years and they were like and there's these interviews with the Farrelly brothers kind of going the thing that we didn't like is that he didn't change he was still a dickhead yes yes but so everyone treated him like he was some kind of saint yeah yeah so so yeah and but so this he's is why ended I think- up yeah go on well this is why I think I love it so much which is for me growing up like there's so much stuff where people like people take on the topic of like particularly not necessarily physical disability but learning difficulties and learning disabilities and they take on the topic and they do it in like a really intense Oscar winning drama way where everything is such a struggle and life is so hard if you've got one of these people in your life and it's just so fun to see it in a comedy situation because people just don't want to do it because they're scared of, like, the repercussions. But it's so nice to just put it in the context of something silly and fun. And, like, yes, people and- don't want to do it. And I get that because they're so fucking scared of cancel culture or offending people. But, like, it's so nice to see someone do it. <laughs> it's not perfect. But at least And that's actually really something, yeah, to be taken into consideration is that to do that, you are taking mm-hmm. a big risk. The reason why it doesn't get done. You are, but it's always... Well, that's it. Because I, I agree with you. Be- but if it should be done. It, why can't why can't that be funny? Why can't it be a funny topic, you know? I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it is a funny topic. And, like, disabled people are dickheads, just like everybody else. Yeah. It's the same thing as, yes. like... The, you know, the mystical Negro or anything like that. It's like, yes. no, everyone's a dickhead in their own special ways. Mm-hmm. And if you always choose to be like, <laughs> okay, we're going to cast one ethnic minority, but they're going to be like really amazing and wise, or we're going to cast one disabled oh, person, gosh, yes. but they've got the wisdom of, they've got the wisdom of fools. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Why can't I be, you know, Asian, disabled, and a fucking cunt at the same time. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. none of those things are virtues unto myself. Totally. And that's why I think it's interesting that they're doing it because inevitably there would be pushback because people would be nervous, and so just them yes. having people with disabilities in their films means that they've been like, no, no, we insist. This is something we are going to show. We might not get it perfectly right, mm-hmm. but we are going to have that in our movies. But it's, yeah. That's I, really for something. For me personally, and everyone's level of like comfort with these things is very different. But for me, having like in some way like a lived experience with that topic, I am so glad they mm. did it. Because I think there is so much fun to be mined around these topics, particularly around what they do perfectly is the awkwardness around these topics. It's so fucking pleasing. And the awkward the awkwardness, yes, and also the the sanctimonious. Because even Ted, I think mm. that's one of the things that I'm like, mm, not not legit. Ted's when he leaves, do you remember at the end? He's got a really weird thing with Warren. I don't think that he's great with Warren. <laughs> no, he's um, awkward. He's awkward around it. You know, he tries to give him a ball and he's like, I'm just trying to give him a fucking <laughs> He's very yeah. awkward, which is understandable. But he gives yeah. such a fucking Zoolander look to look to camera at the end when he's like, okay, I found your boyfriend, you know, turns out he didn't say those bad things about Warren. You guys should be together. I'm going to leave. He's trying to make this big gesture. And then he goes over to mm-hmm. Warren who habitually wears headphones because he's funny about people touching his ears, lifts mm-hmm. the headphone, which the film has shown us to always mean he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. And goes, bye, Warren. Therefore indicating that he now has the trust of Warren. But he kind of like looks over at Mary like, no big deal. I'm just, I'm just a retard whisperer. You know, like that's (laughs) the vibe. (laughs) But it is, it is. It's that sort of like, guess who's, uh, guess who's special needs brother loves now. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, but the fact that she sees it as a turn on is just so creepy. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Again, it's like oh, people. Oh God, it's so weird. 
And Mary, and it's important to think about the fact like Mary is, you know, trusting a lot of her mm-hmm. sex life to, mm-hmm. like you say, to others around her, to her brother who is developmentally disabled and to a fucking dog that belongs to her neighbor. <laughs> She doesn't trust her own instincts on any of this. <laughs> you know because I mean? she was fucked over by Woogie. Yeah. This is a film about how bad guys can fuck you up. <laughs> or any sexual partner. Yeah, for real. Oh, man. <laughs> but just just thinking, like, she's she doesn't seem like the person who'll be like, fucking hell, Warren is driving me up the wall. Like, you know, you saying... My sister's trying to fucking cut the wind off in my windpipes. Yeah. She's a fucking bell end. So where does that all go? You've, you're this blonde, perfect, high achieving person who's, who's got to be good at all times. Oh my God. So you can't say what maybe is in your heart. Like, Pat, I mean, I, I suffer with this a bit as well, where I'm like, no, you should be able to look past those things. You shouldn't, but the reason, you know, I'm always equivocating on behalf of the other person to try and make them out to be better than they are. Um, what the fuck does equivocating so- mean? Holy shit. <laughs> I've never heard that word before in my life. I li- literally took a second there to be like, could I type it in and Google it before she notices? But I was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because I couldn't spell it. What the I've fuck I've probably does that misused mean? it, mate. I mean, okay, so you know when you say like, it's unequivocally... Equivocating. Yes. So it's the opposite. I'm always like... No! Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I might be wrong. I probably am. Hang on. No, let's look it up. No, no. I'm, up. I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thick. I'm thick. I'm thick. It, you'll be right. I love how you think that it's going to be... This is the thing. If you, say, if you say a big word, people always be like, I guess I'm dumb. And 90% of the time, I just made up a fucking high Scrabble score out of no, nothing. No, no. So. It sounds right. It's just like... I was like, what the fuck? Oh, no, it's too much. What? So what I'm trying to say, whether or not that word exists or not, TBC, um, <laughs> is that I can I can relate to this idea of her meeting Pat, basically bristling with red flags. Mm-hmm. And actually down at the very base level, she's not attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Because in the first instance, when he starts macking on her at the golf course... She's like, it's the first time you see her being like, no, thank you. Don't talk to me. Can you, you know, she's been so sweet and kind to everyone she's come across. That's true. But she's still a woman and she knows what a fucking guy being creepy yeah. is. And she's like, mm-hmm, bye, see you later. So yeah, he's he's got all these red flags. And yet she's like, but he's ticking some of these boxes. So I'm going to put aside. It's that feeling of like, what do I know? What do I know? Why should my instincts be trusted? You're blowing my mind right now. I feel like we're not even discussing the film anymore. I feel like we're just discussing. Like... <laughs> You're just having a therapy session for Anna. No, and yeah. for me, I feel like I'm making breakthroughs here. I do. I do this. I do this oh big time. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Like you see the red flags, but sometimes you worry that you're too closed off. So you really try and force that guard down. Yes. Like I went through a phase a couple of years ago of being like, you have to go on second dates with everyone that says they want to go on a second date because you're not giving people enough of a chance. And they were awful. (sighs) It's so, it's so strange. And it's so, I think there's, it's so hard to like put trust in our own selves, you know, in, in just like fully kind of go, no, no, no. I think I've got this. This guy's not giving me a good vibe. You're like, well, what am I passing up here? Oh my God, this is like, wow, yeah. You know what? I might actually go full Mary and just use my sister and bring her along on every day <laughs> and see how Please. guys respond to her and how she responds to them and just use her and just, that that could be it. Yeah. It'd be great. Use her like a sniffer dog. Like a sexual chess piece, like a sexual chess piece. <laughs> Sexual I send her piece. in and see how they react. And if it's like overly nice, Title the point where they're podcast. like, she's great. I want to hang out with her all the time. But like, why the fuck do you want to hang out with that all the time? We're clearly not the same person. You want to go out with her? Yeah, exactly. Then, oh my God, this could be great for me, actually. I think that's that's such a thing, isn't it? Because how did I never think about that before? <laughs> because like, why wouldn't somebody... It's this thing of like people always wanting wanting to know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like instead of going, oh fuck, that that sounds like it might have been an intense growing up. But how how was that for you? What's it like having a sister like 
that that you know is obsessed with hamster stockings <laughs> to such a degree rather than being like yeah yeah i totally get it no you don't you don't but get it's also it fine. you don't, you don't have, have to get to, it yeah it's it's totally chill like it's all good like if you've had no experience with people's special needs before i don't that's absolutely fine as well like it's all good just be nice it's yeah. so simple just be nice and don't be a dick but that would be the same if you were meeting anyone without a special needs or a disability <laughs> yeah exactly but it is you know it people and we were all like that you know you've never You've never met a black person. You've never met a disabled person. You've never met a tall person. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know. but there is, there's a level, people have different levels of comfortability with people with something like, quote unquote, something different about them to what would you would yeah. consider your perceptual norm, I guess. But like... Yes, absolutely. You can tell when someone's uncomfortable, but still being kind. <laughs> like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's it's, it's about curiosity, isn't it? And it's not what like, does curiosity do? Yeah, it killed, or in this, it almost killed it the dog. It almost killed the dog by giving it too in much speed. Film. Correct answer. Holy wow. shit. Do we want to discuss I mean, the animal abuse in the film quickly? Yeah, I mean, this is a very Farrelly thing, isn't it? Okay, let's forget um, that it's a Farrelly thing. It's fucking hilarious. I love dogs. The dog. But the fact that the dog is used as a character, as a litmus test for whether guys are good or not, even though this dog is a fucking psycho and wants everyone dead, is just such a pleasing <laughs> choice i think it's so funny and when it has to get shocked back to life and it's in the all body oh, cast God. like it's so pl- it's so much fun and i know it's animal abuse but so funny it is so funny and it's perfectly safe that's clearly not a dog. isn't it pleasing it's just pleasing so good <laughs> and again ted also like keeps fucking up the oh, dog totally cannot get the dog to like him for love nor money oh my god um, hang on, I want to look over my notes because it was a, a week ago when we... Let me just check. You had some good thoughts, did you? Um, actually, there's a couple So there's a couple of things. This is one of okay, them. Okay, hit me with your list. Hit me with your list. It's Pat saying, oh, yeah, she's she's 400 pounds. <gasps> oh, yeah. And she's got four <laughs> kids all by different parents and he, she's in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, and she lives in a housing project. Yeah. We sort of sold Ted, but down, you know, Ted is a good guy because down the line, he's like, do you know what? I don't even I care that she's fat and yeah. has had children. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck's sake. But it is that thing of like, I know it's horrendously offensive, but it's the character that is 100% what a character who is a stalker would 100% say to put someone off. Be like, oh, you don't want her. She's, she's really big and she's had previous relationships. <laughs> like, yeah, she's got a yeah. disability. That is 100% what that character would say. Yeah. But and it's all feeding into Ted's thing as well, which is him going, "Oh no, is she married?" You know, it's like, <gasps> well, why is this just assumption? As soon as he's like, "Oh, she's got kids," he's like, "Oh, she's married." It was the nineties, Anna. It was a different time. I guess so. <laughs> Clearly, it was a different time. <laughs> Fucking <hell>. yeah! <laughs> and then we're like, "Wow, Ted's such a good guy. He'd he'd even fuck a woman who's had sex previously." <laughs> I love it so much. It's so wrong. I've got to say, Matt Dillon in this role is just... And he's so good at playing these awful, awful characters. (laughs) It's just so bad. But so bad, Um, so right. Like, you know, we can't not portray these awful male characters. You know, people go like, oh, and this guy, and he's such a creep, and they always have these creepy... And it's like, yeah, because there's so many creepy guys. Let's have them on TV as well. It lets us learn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we really get that, I think, with with Dom Woganowski. Woogie, the perfect with creepy guy. The wife Oh, my well, God, don't... Right? When, they, when he goes, make me cookies. Yeah, yeah, make, make some cookies. Oh, no, it's no problem. And then, you know, he's watching the news and... And Ted's getting picked up, uh, and he she's just like sucking him <laughs> off, and she he just pushes her back down. Um, it's so <laughs> great. Like, Fuck it out. I love how your life's awful, and I'm like so good, so good. I mean, it's but that's the thing. It is you're just like wow, this. This guy is a real, he's a real car. It's that thing of like, they went for the character. They fully went for it. And like, we both write comedy and we know what it's like to try and come up with different characters. And I I do salute when people go like, we're fully into this. We're doing the full character. Yeah. (laughs) And he pushes her back down for a (laughs) blowjob. It's like, yes, yes, he does. 
<laughs> yes, he, and he kind does. of. <laughs> oh man! But that kind of leads on to the the kind of midpoint where he's on the road trip tr- trying to get to Miami to to, to meet yeah. Mary, and. He get he pulls over a Oh my god, I forgot about he picks this. Up, oh my god. Yeah, he picks up a hitchhiker yes. oh and then like accidentally <laughs> gets in this like I'm like, what even are we getting arrested here for? For being gay I guess like being in flagrante delicto I, I don't fucking know. But there's a raid he on gets this, arrested the Hampstead Heath for killing the laybys, I guess. That's what the assumption yeah. is, isn't it? That he is a a hitchhiker killer. That he's a hitchhiker killer, <laughs> but also that they 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 set up in the right at the beginning when he's in the therapy session this idea that motorway laybys are homosexual hangouts. Fucking hell! And then <laughs> oh then that God, comes to bear, so and there's there's all these men being like, "Hey, wait your turn!" And then the lights come on, and he's on his knees in front of a guy with his pants down, like. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so puerile, but it's just like <laughs> that would not pass muster today. We're like, oh, no, and, what and nor yet? should it. But also, like, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Seriously, guys, watch the film. It's so good. It is so good, and I just, oh. I cannot get over Mary. She is. She was. She was twenty-eight. No, she has. Tits. Can I just say something about her tits as well? Because I want to objectify her. Uh, I just don't think anyone's ever done that before. If you objectify her, that will not be the worst thing we've said on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. So she's got every single. She just doesn't wear a bra in in the film. No, exactly. Why should she? But I was watching it thinking, I've got a small bust Mm -hmm. like her. And as previously Mm -hmm. mentioned by yourself. And not like you, massive, Absolute. I've you got know, an voluptuous, incredible, yes, bazumbas, incredible. But I'm very small busted, so a lot of the time I'm like, I just want to wear, you know, whatever, and not worry about it. But I'm so aware of my nips and okay. of of them causing offence, basically, oh. of them like not being welcome to the party. You know, that's that's upsetting for me to hear. Actually, I mean, I. It's upsetting me to say. That's something I don't have or deal with because I always have to wear a bra. Have to. I have to. They're they're so big. I have to wear a bra. I need the support or Do you feel that about cleavage? Would you feel that about cleavage? I think I... Depends on the sound. I don't. And then it just takes one little comment and I become incredibly self-aware. Exactly. That's... Do you know what? That is it. And I'm it can like, just be from a friend being like, ooh, in like a nice way. And I'll be like, no, now I think everyone's doing that noise in their head. Yeah. Yeah. that And that's what it is. And I'm like, but I have nipples. Everybody this has nipples. Thing. It's weird that you can't see the nipples. <laughs> really? You know? I'm sad that you feel this way, though. I want you to be able to walk around with your nipples out if you want the nipples to be out. But you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. It would feel like a very fragile freedom mm. that would just take one person staring on the tube or making a mm. comment, even a friend making a comment mm. about them that I would suddenly be like, everyone's just looking at my nipples. But I think it's really A, hot, and B, I don't want to wear a bra. Hey, I'm bras. with you. I'm fucking with you. But like, you know what? This is something to work on in the future, I feel like, for you and me. Is to get yeah. like a little bit more comfortable with our bus. Yes. Wow. We have got so much from this film. We really have. I hope you guys have really come on this journey with us. I feel so emotional right now. Are you kidding? They're online right now cancelling us. They're not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy on Twitter being like, what the fuck? This film is horrendous. And it's like, we know it's horrendous, <sighs> but there's something about horrendous comedies that is just so awfully brilliant and i don't know what it is (laughs) and that's and that's it like there's two things one all good things are not highbrow Mm -hmm. you know it's funny to see a man fight with a dog he gets his penis stuck in the zip that they show it 
when they show show it, it's such the perfect time to show it because you're like, oh, we're not going to see it. It's on my Twitter if you want to see the screenshot. I love it. Please. You, you're like, oh, they're going to keep talking about it, but we're not going to see. And then when you see it, and it's so true. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Um, but the second thing is, uh, just another thing that I came across when I was yeah. researching it, is this real sense of from the brothers that they're like and bear in mind the other things that they've made they've run the gamut you know with dumb and dumber yes it wasn't it was you know are we laughing with or at mm-hmm. but then they they did suck on you do you remember that film fake oh my god was that the siamese twins yeah yes. oh yeah, yeah that was a bad choice yeah, but there's loads of stuff that they're just really... I, I think that the main thing that they, they seem to be saying is we we don't want to be like this person with a disability is in the film in order to serve a purpose of being good and virtuous mm-hmm. and 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 revealing virtuous virtuosity in other characters. They're just a person as flawed and useless as anyone yeah. else. And they happen to be in in the film like everybody else is in the film which is good yeah i can't think i'm trying to think of any other filmmakers who are making mainstream work mainstream output in this way but not doing it in an intensely there's such a tendency with air disability to do it in like an intensely sad way where it's like it's such a burden on the people around them and it's such an awful thing in their life and it's so everything around it is so sad because if your life is involved with someone with disability it's such a struggle and it's like yeah but then they then they pick a dandelion and you're like and you see beauty for the first time through their eyes something like that but it's nice to do it when it's like it's not the the whole thing and they've got like dreams hopes ambitions other things going on and it's just like it's like this is good i like this way it's being done exactly because this is truly mainstream this is like comedy slapstick you know almost frat boy levels of humor Mm -hmm. And then just like, oh, and also, by the way, this is life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is life, um, guys. Get on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess now is the time to ask Helen Bauer. Oh, my God. Is there something about Mary still legit? Anna, Leon Brophy. <sighs> It's still legit. I think you're right, mate. It's still legit. I know it's not, but it's still so legit. It's funny. I think, <laughs> How much I do think I sound like is. an old um, uh, freedom of speech guy in comedy? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny, guys. Leave it Mother be. laws are like that. It's not perfect, but my God, just for that scene of the penis getting trapped in the fly alone, it's worth it. It's worth Glorious. it. Glorious. Yeah. Glorious. I, I, uh, one last thing that I just remembered that I was reading up on, oh. and it was this, it was, I think it was in a journal of disability. Mm-hmm. But they were like, yeah, they've had a lot of reports of people getting in touch with them when the film came out and being like, we were watching it as a family and my son who has special needs was like, oh, that guy's special like me. Yeah. You know? And yeah. there is that element of like, oh, some visibility for Christ's sake. And in a you know, funny movie. That. And in a funny movie. That makes such a difference. Yeah, exactly. Just a funny mainstream mm-hmm. movie with a pretty girl and, you know, whatever. So good. So, you know, come at me, Twitter. Okay. Gotta say. Side note as well. Who dyed Ben Stiller's hair? <laughs> Was his hair dyed in that? Whoa, shit. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, it's terracotta. I don't know what, it's something. I go, wow. You didn't, you didn't notice it. You know it. what? Let's I, it was do a all different podcast about his hair colour. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do a different yeah. podcast just about his hair colour. Do you have any idea how much Googling around this I have done whilst we've been talking? <laughs> wow. That's so good. I'm currently I can't reading it. the I Wikipedia mean... page of W. Earl Brown as well, who plays oh. Warren in it. Just yes, yes, because have a look into his life. It's yeah. worth mentioning he does not have special needs. Yeah. Oh no, no, but, no! Okay. This is the thing. There, there's things that aren't perfect, and we're learning from the Sia thing at the moment. Like there are steps that are being made in the right direction to correct these wrongs of the past. Um, he does not have special needs. Yes. He is a actor of full cognitive ability. Yes, although the other, I still think it's um, legit. 
<laughs> actors in, who have special needs in the show, in the film, I should say. Do actually have special needs, yes. Do actually have special needs and they're friends of the Farrelly brothers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is this thing, isn't it? Like we have a tendency to be overprotective of people who are like, oh no, actually I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> So let's wrap it up. Helen, where can we find you? Like, what got anything to plug? Plug it up. I have uh, nothing to plug. <laughs> you just follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Everything that would be happening at that time will be on there. And that is 100% what to do. So I'm at Helen Bauer, B-A-B-A-U-E-R. And just follow me on those platforms. And if I've got something to plug, it'll be there. So just do that and live your life and watch us something about Mary. Yeah, 100%. That's it. You couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Co-host. Only kidding. Emily would call Oh, um. <laughs> oh i got really excited then like that was an announcement being made also mm-hmm. rosie would kill me if i like ditched her for my podcast do you know what i mean oh yeah listen listen to uh the podcast that helen does with rosie jones who's also been a guest on this show yeah she did beauty and the beast right yeah it was it was mega absolute legend amazing go amazing. back and listen to that if you haven't already yeah so that's called daddy look at me and you can find that wherever you find those sorts of things wherever it's give the them right. a rating guys Spread oh the my love. god, give us both ratings. That would mean so much. Helen Bauer, ladies and gentlemen, what a treat. Go check out her and Rosie Jones's podcast. Daddy, look at me. I've got an episode on it. What more do you need? In other news, happy new year, happy new tier. I hope you guys are doing okay. We are going to be getting something out to you to make the inevitable tougher measures that we're all looking down the barrel of a little bit better. Don't know what it is yet because of those measures and various other things. But that's cool because suspense is the spice of life. And I think we're all enjoying just not knowing quite what's going on at the moment. You'll have something dropping into your pod box next week just relax all right guys just chill out i'm doing my best uh, <laughs> oh, love to hear from you as always hit us up on the socials that's twitter at still legit pod or instagram at still legit podcast you can email us we really love to hear from you any way that you fancy you can send us a little voice note if you've got any opinions about this episode or any of the things we were talking about, if you have an opinion on disability in film, let us know. Um, in the meantime, take care of yourselves, guys. Try not to drink too much. Make sure you go outside every now and then. And hey, give us a rating. Until next week, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>